Welcome to episode 27 of the Depressed Breakfast Club. Uh, we have a special guest with us this week. Uh, Drew will be talking to us about men's mental health, the stigmas around it, and what it's like to be an American with mental health and a man. So, as always, uh, we are not medical professionals. The things we say in here are between us. We're our opinions, nothing more. Don't go off your meds. If you feel suicidal, Joy, I'll have some phone numbers for you. Yep, so if you're feeling suicidal or need somebody to talk to, uh, you can call the suicide hotline uh, in Canada at one eight three three. 456-4566, or you can text 45645, and in the U.S., you can call 988 or text TALK to 741-741. So please feel free to reach out if you need help. On to Taylor. Good morning, everyone. As always, a reminder that our email is depressedbreakfastclub at gmail.com, all lowercase. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook under the same thing. And again, we love to hear from your your posts. We like to see if you share things on there. We, we just like to interact as best as we can. And uh, for this week's quote, it is, men can have mental illness, they can have an eating disorder, have an addiction, feel insecure, be bullied, feel emotion, and cry. And that's definitely something that's not um, not upheld in society. And this week, I'm I'm excited and happy to have one of my uh, one of my friends on the on the uh, the podcast with us this week, and I'm happy to hear his uh, his input from the point of view of not only being a man but also being an American on top of that, just because we know that they struggle more so over there than we do over here, because we at least have access to a few more things, and we tend to have um, benefits and coverage for some of the the uh, the medications, the therapy, psychologists, all that kind of stuff. And I know over in the States that's it's not really, really a thing. So, Drew, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit and maybe give like a little overview of your mental health uh, stuff that you get to deal with. Uh, hello, I am Drew. Sounds like me. I love you. Thank you for the beautiful uh, introduction. Um, my mental health. I guess right now I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety stuff. It, it in the last like year it's it popped up, but it, it's it's just it's just weird. Nothing seems to trigger it. I just wake up and I'm in a panic. Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's something that my childhood trauma has caused it to do or something like that, uh, I have no idea. But I'm also not seeking help for it at this moment, but uh, I talked to a few friends about it, and uh, I uh, I'm actually googling not at the moment, but uh, some like psychiatrists to see if medicine would help because I have a couple friends that have that issue as well, and she was saying it pretty much laid down the same exact thing I'm having going on, 
with her and she's taken medicine and it's improved her life uh, oh, quite a bit. <clears throat> it was that good enough? Was that good enough? <laughs> Do you know what kind of medication she's taking? Um, it is called. Let me go back to my messengers. I think it's called Effector. Effector. Oh yes, I take that. Oh, <laughs> I've heard. Peanut the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm taking that. No, I've I do. That's things. what I take. Yeah, I find it works pretty good. And I, I heard it's it's a, a newer type of. Yeah. Drug. I didn't have really a lot of side effects. I've tried a lot of different ones, and I did, I've had terrible side effects on a lot of them. But this one, they were pretty mild, so. Thanks. The only biggest thing that I saw was once you're taking it for a couple of weeks, I don't know how long you've been on it, but uh, it's like the first couple of weeks, there's going to be a massive weight. It depends on the person, massive weight gain. And then after that, it like starts to regulate in in your system and you can you could actually like maintain it after that actually effexor is because i i'm uh heavier to begin with so when my doctor was choosing because truthfully with all antidepressants um weight gain is a big side effect yep, and effexor yep. is actually one of the lesser ones and that for gaining weight Actually, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. You'll be able to keep your sexy figure then. Hell yeah. <laughs> so how does that like so over here, like well, let's talk about a little bit like medically, like because mm. um, we have different um, medical plans over here and our our medical system and stuff like that. So how does that affect like having trying to get like uh therapy and stuff like as far as coverage and out of pocket and how difficult is it to find like help and stuff that depends on person to person i guess because some people i don't know if it's worldwide but especially in america it's just as a as a as a male it is i don't like seeking help Mm-hmm. but i really do like helping people yeah so if i am being the one that is like i don't i'm trying to find words to describe this if i'm the one that is like i don't want to say people are kicking on me but if i'm the one getting kicked down but mm-hmm. somebody else is not then i'm okay with that but um if oh man i just can't think so you like the scenario of you would rather they pick on you and leave somebody else alone? No, it's uh, it wasn't the right metaphor for that. Um, okay. Pretty much like if – may I ask you uh, to repeat like a couple of those bullet points? I'm so I'm thinking more – I was just thinking like over here – I know that, like, as far as, like, myself, um, like, I have a good job. I have benefits Mm -hmm. and stuff. But over here, um, seeking um, mental health, like, through a therapist and stuff is quite expensive. And it's uh, um, more, like, 
you have to pay up front out of pocket and then you get like reimbursed but even coming up with that money out of pocket like deters a lot of people from seeking help or or even just being able to go out and get help yeah and i know you guys have a different like health system over there that's actually uh, interesting that you say that it's out of pocket and you get reimbursed. We we so, depending on your insurance. Uh, sometimes it's it's out of pocket depending on how good your insurance is. And I assume your guys' is, is like straight across the board. Like it's it's all the same. Or do you have different like tiers? It's like Blue Cross or it, different tiers. Okay. There's okay. I would say there's different tiers, but they're I find they're much more. Um, they tend to be much more even keel compared to what I've yeah. heard from the Americans. Like yours, you guys have like pretty, um, pretty big gaps when it comes to yours. Oh. Like I can remember hearing like from you and even from my ex, like some of the stuff where it's like, Oh yeah, I have a I'm trying to remember. I think she had like a $5,000 deductible before she would actually get help yep. from the insurance. I'm like, like for a car insurance okay maybe but there's like no for health insurance i'm like how would you even spend that much like are exactly. even if we had deductibles they i don't know of any that are actually that high for just normal like going for a doctor visit like that was what their deductibles were so she was like oh yeah i never really got to use it so if i may as as a canadian my husband works for an american company oh, yeah so he technically works in dearborn michigan but because of COVID, he works for the kitchen table. Yep. <laughs> um, if he was to take the benefits that his company offered him, he would have to pay because he is a non-citizen. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending, because we're a family of four, instead of spending $2,000 a month for their benefits, we bought benefits in Canada. Now, this is where the tier system comes in, mm-hmm. because um, we looked at Sun Life, and Sun Life has the tier system mm-hmm. where it's basic, middle class, high end. Your high end, which you guys get at VP, okay, yeah. believe, believe it or not, um, is about... a month for a family of four. That's not nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be for a family of four. I was expecting it to be like a couple grand. Can I piggyback on that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So with that, which is wild to me, uh, family of four, that's like, that's $200 per person, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, my insurance company, I I pay roughly about $150 for just me. If I were to put anybody else on my insurance, it would it would go up by like eight hundred dollars just for one person. And, Jesus. Yeah, and and that's I don't have the paperwork, or I could do it online, but I already already signed up for it. But just if 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 I were to put my girlfriend on it, mm-hmm. we would be paying like a thousand dollars just for the, the two of us. Wow. I don't know why it's like that. But it is. And so, she has her own insurance <coughs> and I have my own insurance. So see, like over here, like right now, like the way we're like, well, me and uh, Taylor set up is like we have the government um, OHIP. Yeah. 
that covers like your doctor's appointment. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have that too. Yeah. That covers like doctor's appointments and Mm -hmm. things like stuff like that. Hospitalization, surgeries, blah, blah. And then like through work, which me and Taylor don't have to pay for, covers like all our prescription medications, Mm -hmm. our vision care, our, we do have like an allotted amount for, um, for psychiatrists, massage, Mm -hmm. chiropractic. And we don't have to pay for any of that. Our company pays for it. Yep. And I think that's what's good about like, because I I work for a, kind of a big company. Their their insurance is okay. They're good. But uh, I bought this year because I've been there almost two years. Uh, this year, I just did the lower one, which I have to pay a deductible, like Tay was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, the higher raise, which was about two hundred dollars. I didn't have to. I just go in, pay my little $25 copay, and then I'm mm. good. But now I, if, because I don't really go to the doctors too much, uh, if I were to go, I would have to pay out of pocket and up to like $3,000 for that, just for that Jesus. year. Yeah. Wow. That's um, ridiculous. It, that is. it is. And that's what, that that's, that's why a lot of people, if they have insurance, if they have good insurance, they, they just go. Some people. If they, don't like i have the deductible they will they'll they just won't go because money is the problem over here and that's what sucks um there's there's only at least for me there's only like two tiers you're either poor or you're 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 wealthy yeah now with your coverage because so for what Peanut and I have, when you have the um, higher end, and I think I assume yeah. it's with all levels of um, insurance through Sun Life, but I don't know for sure. Um, we actually have $1,500 a year that we can actually use for therapy. So we can use that for um, therapists, psychologists, um, psychiatrists. The $1,500 can go towards that. Do you guys actually, does that, is that ever included in your? insurance or is that like something completely different for you guys because i can't remember if that was ever an amount like an allotted amount or if that's something that you guys had to say hey i want something to include this i don't and pay extra i don't think so because uh i looked for that because uh uh because i would i would like to go i'd like to figure out why my anxiety is so high or if i can fix mm-hmm. it blah blah blah. if i had fifteen hundred dollars i'd be like heck yeah i'd go right now yep. and try to figure it out but like therapist i don't know how it is um anywhere else but over here it is like months and months before you can even see yes. somebody wow and yeah we have long waiting lists for, not for, for therapists yeah for, for like therapists and i would say like for psychiatrists and psychologists especially it those are long because we i think we only have like three in our area like in our entire county therapists we have hundreds of I find anything that the government that's covered by our OHIP over here tends to be a really long wait. Yeah, just cause I was going to say, yeah, because psychologists, obviously, they use in the um, hospitals a lot and all that. So they don't want to be But that here. was kind of my question, though, was that it, the, with like what you just said is that if you had that money, then yes, like I find that's a big deterrent over here too for mental health for getting help and that is being able to come up mm-hmm. with that the money to be able to afford the help yeah 
and and that's what it comes around to it's just money some people yeah. you know um my buddy uh i'll his, his name's chris he uh he has schizophrenia and stuff like that uh and i've i've watched him i didn't know that he had stuff going on but i watched him pretty much change into a different person but mm-hmm. it was because um his parents at the time didn't know what was really going on with him yeah. so they just they just wanted to medicate him heavily because what would happen to him he kept this a secret for me i didn't know about this is that he would hear voices you know and they would tell him to hurt people and it i I was like, oh, I didn't, because his mom came over and started freaking out about him not taking his medicine, because he was, me and him were hanging out that day, and he was just so heavily medicated that he was just, he was just a walking zombie. He was a corpse just walking around doing whatever, and it sucked watching that. Um, but that's 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 just because I think the wrong dosage like like mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about i've never taken any type of medical uh medicine to help with anything i've had it years ago but i don't i don't believe that would count today um they just need to figure out the right dosage and i don't yeah. think the place that did it helped them out too much mm-hmm. they just if you want to hurt if especially if you want to hurt somebody they want to drug drug the crap out of you yeah yeah, they want you a drooling, drooling idiot standing at the window. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not being able to function at all. And instead, instead <clears throat> of trying to help you out, like, hey, you know, um, let's try to work through it. Here's some medicines. Like, experiment with it. I mean, that kind of sucks, but that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to get the right dosage. Yep. Or I, I keep wanting to say wattage, but it's pretty much <laughs> the same thing. Um, We're just going to see what wattage works for you. Yeah. This is the one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's it's it's the right doses, and that's like I've seen a lot of people online where it's like they've tried. I've never taken this, but uh, when I went to the hospital, I uh, I got like five milligrams or something like that of Xanax, yes. and Xanax is one of the big ones where it's like you're either there or you're not if you take. Yep. It. And I'm not I'm not gonna take it because I don't want to be just. You don't want to be a zombie. Yeah, a void or just yeah. a crustacean or. You know, but uh, that that's and that's just what the the hospital said. He you mm-hmm. take these if you're feeling like that, and then go get some get some real help because we can't obviously they can't do anything except mm. give you whatever. Because I yeah I felt like I was dying, having a heart attack, having something. I remember that. Doom. Yeah, so it just you need some Ativan. Yeah, that would be honestly, I would suggest like. Just because we haven't ever talked about this in depth, I mean, um, but I would definitely suggest, like, if you could get a chance, like, go to, if you have a family doctor, go there. If not, go to one of the clinics and um, get, like, a low-dose Ativan. Just get, like, a 0.5 mil, like, it's sublingual because they'll, that doesn't make you become a zombie, but it'll help you through, if you have one of those panic attacks, Mm -hmm. it'll take you down without putting you into that zombie state where you don't feel like, when I take my low dose Ativan, I don't, there's no walking around going, eh, right. Eh. 
you actually you can still you can talk you know what you're doing you're still interactive you still remember everything that happened (laughs) (laughs) can i piggyback off you taylor of course so taylor Taylor and joy all know my son who will be 21 in like two and a half weeks (laughs) um (laughs) He started in grade six with severe anxiety to the point where grade six and grade seven were spent at home. Grade eight, we got him back in school. He wasn't on any medication, but we got him back in school. He graduated with his his friends. Grade nine, he lasted one semester. And then it it was a battle. I'd wake him up in the morning. Come on, Brendan, you're going to miss the bus. I don't have time to drive you to school. Can't do it, Mom. My stomach hurts. I have a headache. And it was a different excuse every day. When he did manage to get up and get dressed and get ready, when the time came for him to walk out the door to go to the bus stop, which was literally... A house away. He couldn't do it. He froze. Like he literally froze. He could not articulate words. He could not speak. He could not move. And I'm a short person. I'm basically when if I stand up, I'm four eleven with running shoes on. My son is five five eleven right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Um, for, so for me to physically try to move him, it, it wasn't happening. We ended up, he never went back to school. He, he homeschooled for the rest of high school. And, you know, it was the best decision my husband and I made. But his psychiatrist put him on Zoloft. And low-dose Ativan for those moments when his anxiety just, like, burst out of his chest and he couldn't move and he couldn't talk. And if you can, like, close your eyes and picture this, here's this short, tiny-ass woman with this Mm -hmm. tiny green pill on the end of her finger prying her son's mouth open and slipping that, that pill under his tongue. So it dissolved, and he could speak and tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. But that's how fast Ativan works, and it mm-hmm. and it is. It it brought him out of the 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 panic attack enough that he could talk to me and tell me what happened, like why it happened. You know, and it is it honestly, it's such. I, I am very proactive for Ativan. I mm-hmm. did not like the Zoloft. He was only on it for about a year, and we took him off that, but I still have Ativan in my cupboard for those times. Like, he's he's gotten a lot better. He still has anxiety. My son is a total homebody, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, like I said to my husband, he's going to be the 36-year-old kid living in our basement gaming with his friends. Yep. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely 110% okay with that. He can live with me until I drop dead. 
And then he gets a house. <laughs> and then he gets a house. Well, I but, like Ativan, too, because you don't have to take it every day. Exactly. No. You just take it when you're really when you like, having an anxiety mm. attack. Yeah. It's... Yeah, that's the nice thing with it is that, like I said, you have none of those kind of fallbacks from it. It's just a nice, easy, light thing, and it just takes the anxiety away so that you can actually breathe easily because you know you get that that crushing panic in your chest where like you said it feels like a heart attack you can't breathe you can't figure out how to speak yep. and you take one of those and it's like you literally feel it just like melt away i call it my fuck it pill <laughs> <laughs> that's it i i i remember um the day my the day my dad died when we were leaving the hospital and and I just like I stopped. I I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And thank God Connie was with us. My my friend Connie, whose mom was a floor above my dad, and her mom ended up passing away a week later. But she's a nurse, and God love her. She always has drugs in her purse. <laughs> <laughs> she she like she looked at me. She's like, "What's wrong?" And I, I'm like. I'm frozen and I'm hunched over and I'm like, uh, uh, like this. And, mm-hmm. and she said to my husband, she goes, she, she's having a panic attack because she can't deal with with what's going on. And she popped that out of van in my mouth. And <laughs> about 10 minutes later, I, I was ever so grateful to be sitting on a bench saying, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, it's 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 a good drug. It really is. I might I might have to look into it. I'll yeah. send you. I can send you like the um the dosage. I think for mine. Uh, oh, mine is actually the one milligram. So it's it's not super big. I take point five. I take point five too. I thought that I had the point five, but apparently my doctor gave me the one. I'm like, all right, it's still, but it doesn't. It's not something that's super, super heavy dose where right. it's like, if it was probably like a 10 or something, I'm like, hi. But mine's, right. a, mine's a Lorazepam. Yeah, that's what Ativan is. Ativan yeah. is just the generic name for it. Lorazepam is the actual medicine. Yeah, name. I take the, the faux, no, <laughs> not the faux, but the cheap version. <laughs> no, Lorazepam is what it's known as it, to oh. doctors. Ativan is what we all know it as. Oh. That's what it is. Like but, Tylenol. <laughs> yes, exactly. They all have the actual name well, for yeah, it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like I, ha- I don't have the generic brand. I have the, you know what I mean? How they give you the off-brand names. Yours like, says Lorazepam on the bottle. Yeah, like just that's like fa- like just like effects. There's a brand like the drug is starts with a V or something or whatever. Yep, yeah. Lorazepam is, like I said, lorazepam is what it's actually called. Yeah. But what everyone knows it as is Ativan because that's the, I think that's the name of the company that makes it or something. But lorazepam is what it is. But like most people don't brand, know. The brand name is Ativan. I think that's what it is. I just like pe- It would be just like, you know, like Pepsi, whatever mm-hmm. uh, is the, you know, is the brand name. Pepsi Cola. Is the your, name brand and then you have RC yeah. Cola. <laughs> Yeah. Then you have the shitty cola. That yeah. Like, I don't so want I have the R- I have the RC cola. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel as a as a guy like people, um, 
if you say you have anxiety um, or if you bring up like mental health, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like people are like, oh, come on, man, guys don't feel like that? Or or do you find people are more are understanding, accepting, they listen or are they more dismissive <laughs> of it? The, the face says it all. The listener right? so, can't see the face, but we can. <laughs> so I've never had the. I've never had the, oh, be a man, thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. if I'm if I'm having you know some shit go on, I've never had, oh, be a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the equivalent to that, um, it's very, to me at least, it's very dismissive. Yes. Because I am a very not a serious person. I like the goof off and stuff like that. But when something like serious happens, I, I'll let you know about it. Mm-hmm. But like, it, um, at for like example, at work, if if I were to have a panic attack, I would have one and then go up to my uh, my boss and be like, "Hey, I'm not I'm not doing good right now. I'm having anxiety, blah blah blah. Just 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 having a good bad day." And then she'd be like, "Okay." And then, and then that's it. I got, I got to go back to work because who who's gonna do it? Yeah, it's it's just it's uh, uh, that's just that's just the work type of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I, what was it, Adivan or something like that? Yes, Adivan. If I had one of those, <laughs> <laughs> pop it in. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go. But it's just like, it's just oh, that sucks. And then that's pretty much that's where that's where it ends. Because I don't like my girlfriends are a lot more uh, supportive about it. Where uh, she she can only do what she can do. Like if if I the last time I had one it was a couple of weeks ago. I I woke up started freaking out and like I don't know if uh, if if you guys can feel like the chemical reaction in your brain because that's what it is. Mm. And I feel like I could feel it, like it. My, I don't know where it happens, but the left side of my brain just feels kind of tingly. Tingle? Yes, yes. Yes. Yep. And it, and it, I could just feel that. And then immediately after that, it, heart rate goes up, shakes, freaking mm-hmm. out. Am I gonna die? Am I about to pass out and seize or something like that? And it, it doesn't ever happen. I call the girlfriend, talk to her for a while, for at least maybe 30 minutes. And that day, I did. I I was actually thinking about taking a walk, but I I took a ride. I just drove until it stopped, and then drove back. And I was like, okay, I feel a lot better. Finally slept that night, but it's just it just gets to the point where um, my body will exhaust itself. Like mm-hmm. like this whole weekend, can't sleep at all. But until I have a panic attack, I'll have a panic attack and sleep two weeks fine yep um but i was reading your uh uh whatever it what is this Edivan? yeah mm-hmm. uh it helps with sleep and anxiety it so does I, mm-hmm. I might have to take it it's honestly it i i fully support you taking it. like i'm not someone who yeah is a big like hey you and i've talked about it like we're neither yeah, one I'm of us are big pusher. big exactly we're not big drug pushers so for me it's I usually probably I think I probably take it now once a week or once every other week kind of where I just where it's just like I need at least one night 
of my brain not being active while I'm trying to sleep. And sometimes that's all you need because then it just brings everything down and keeps you calm enough that, you know what, you're good for another week or two before you need to take another one. And that's what um, someone said. Uh, what, what was it? Aubrey. That's her name. Effects her mm. works on her. The, so my I I don't I've never been diagnosed with anything, but I'm pretty sure I got some ADHD stuff going on. But like the way that she said that when she takes effects her is the constant before the effects are just the constant like voices talking mm-hmm. like your your conscience yes just Ranger. constantly going and that's how it is for me like when i try to go to sleep and i'm exhausted and tired it's just my brain will shut off i see like flashing lights everywhere yep. it, not really but it's just like my brain won't shut off things are still active um and then at two o'clock in the morning when i'm supposed to be asleep i'll finally go to sleep yes but she also said that effects would, would uh help with that as well so one of those i think would uh i don't i don't want to sound like i'm just going to ask the question and then I'm trying not to sound like a like a druggie, but which one of these would be easier to acquire? I assume it would be the Ativan. Yeah, the Ativan, because yeah. the, the so. effects are oh, 100 percent. Ativan is handed out like candies because they're. I have it's to an show easy... ID when I get my Ativan. Oh. Really? <laughs> not for me. Yeah. They yeah. don't trust you. And and I go and I go to Walmart. Does all my drugs. Well, they, they all Walmart. my prescriptions. I was gonna say that explains everything. She goes to Walmart. Yeah, but they've done all my prescriptions for years and years now. They all know me by name there, and everything. And every time I get my Ativan, I have to show my ID, and he only gives me 28 at a time with no refills. I'm shocked that he really? doesn't give you refills. I was saying my mom has refills, but. But here's the thing. Effexor is more of a depression medication. Like it, it's anxiety right. and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Ativan is more, um, I think it's more of an, it says it's an antipsychotic. It's more of like, um, I to say, calm your brain and your anxiety exactly. and your nerves. Effexor is something you have to take every day yeah. to get its benefits. And it has, you could have a lot of side effects from it. Like right. uh, not everybody deals with it the same and it's very, um, to, you can't just stop taking it either. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you'll have severe like withdrawals from it yeah. yep. and that we're out of van. You just take when you need. Honestly. Yep. Yeah. The reason why they, um, they're more, secure with Ativan is because Ativan can be addictive. So those who have yeah. addiction issues, they want to keep a tight leash on it. They'll give it out easily, but they over here, they'll give you the, they'll be like, okay, you have a 30 day supply. If you need more, you can just ask for more, but we're going to keep an eye on it in case like right. if you start having an addictive personality to it, then we'll take you off of it. But you don't go through withdrawal from it. At least not that I've seen, not from a low dose. Whereas the other ones they build up in your system. And Ativan doesn't. So yeah, you would definitely... have to be you would have to be weaned off the effects or Oh yes. yeah. yeah. Very carefully. Just... Yeah, because here it says 
Severe side effects caused by effects are trouble breathing, tightness of chest, memory, hallucinations, seizures, fever, fever, nausea, vomiting, increased heart rate or blood pressure, hostility, agitation, aggression, suicide, thoughts or behavior, more items. I don't I'm just those are the severe side effects. I find more with any depression medication, headache is a big one. Um, Nausea uh, is a big one. Uh, I think those are the two pieces of dizziness, a little bit of dizziness and stuff, and being tired. Some make you really, really tired. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. those would be the most. I think Wellbutrin, that one really it gave me like muscle spasms, and and uh, all my muscles were tight, and it felt like somebody was driving a spike through my head. So that's me. That's me every day. <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, yesterday, uh, Peanut and Dana and I actually all got together and uh, we went to the Highland Games, had a great time. But afterwards, we all came back. There was a group of us and we were all we spent like two and a half ta- hours chatting and we ended up talking a little bit about today's topic. And um, one of the things that I want to bring up and kind of get your your thoughts on it, because you are a man, is I have a problem with society giving men such a hard time where society doesn't believe men can be abused. Society doesn't believe that men can be raped. Society doesn't believe that uh, men can have emotions or should show emotions. And to me, it's, I'm a big believer. Like I hate all those things. We all see it in movies and TV where a guy will step forward and with a group of guys and he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to have sex with that older woman last night, but like she forced me and all of them were like, Oh yeah, they forced you. Huh? Yeah. Like, come right, on. It was right. a hot older chick. That was so awesome. That's men can't get raped. And it bugs me because then men don't want to step forward and talk about this stuff because then they feel they're meant to feel lesser than as if it doesn't like, it's not, um, it's not a thing. And I just, I kind of wanted to hear your point of view on it. Like, have you ever seen that? You're not, you'd probably be one of the guys that if I were a dude, I'd come to you and be like, dude, like this fucked up thing happened last night. A girl slept with me against my will. And I feel like you'd be there for me in a heartbeat and be like, that's fucked oh, up. Yeah. Let's go tell the cops. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So what, what's kind of your view on this? Um, this is touchy, uh, very touchy. Uh, Cause I've, I've dealt with, allegations and shit like that and it sucks for me because all they have to say is he touched me inappropriately or if they were underage or anything like that mm-hmm. and that sucks but with a male it I, i've never seen it personally i've only seen it in like tv shows and movies ncis and uh mm-hmm. true crimes and shit like that where the man the the woman actually like put it on the dude and he's like no 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 i don't want this and then she's like oh well you're you're a sissy boy or something like that and yep. then turn around and be like oh he raped me or whatever mm-hmm. or arred me i'm sorry let's i don't know what words we can i can't sorry so um <laughs> uh, on uh, the podcast yeah Oh, you yeah, can say whatever. Have no words oh, okay. That are oh, shit. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> this this chick is like total inappropriate all the time. Yes, she is. Trust me. I knew. I was waiting for you to ask just because I'd seen you a couple times. Where you're like, oh yeah, this this is 
crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks so, he has to behave. Um, oh yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's just like I think at least Hollywood and stuff like that has made it into into that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then um, I've never been subjugated to the point where I've been let on or like tried to be hit on or anything like that. Cause it's usually the dude trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. Um, I've never been in, in the position or seen anybody in the position or heard of it. I mean, they probably have, but because society or, you know, Hollywood and TV shows and stuff like that have been like, Oh, because you're a man, you, you don't get raped. I I don't know of that. Actually, I'm sorry. Now that we're talking about this, things are coming back. I have been in this situation. <laughs> new, my, new memory. My brain unlocked. has been. There was uh, a time in middle school where this special ed female, very, she was like six feet tall in like sixth grade she was a uh, she was a big girl and she was like sitting behind me uh like going in my shirt and she was because she was six feet tall she could grab at me and i was like i was like this kind of sucks i've never had this happen to me ever and all the dudes around me were like just just watching just like not saying shit and i'm like all right I'm going to get up and walk. I didn't say anything. I don't know why. I was just like, this is weird. And I think I know how, like, kids feel, like, when they're getting groomed or whatever like mm-hmm. that. And they're like, oh, is this this is weird. Is this normal? And yep. I'm like, I don't think that was normal, no. But I think I blocked it out until now. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. <laughs> this is what you came here for. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, I don't know if males, I I don't know any any other countries, but in America, I think it's it's a, it's a definitely he said she said thing unless yeah. there's proof. Yeah. Now, if I if I were to get raped by somebody, I think, and I had like. 100% proof that this person did do it. I think then I could get something done. I don't know if cuz I do it by myself. I don't care what anybody else says like um oh you're you're a man. You you got she's so hot. You just got boned by her blah 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 and I'm like I don't remember any of that. If yep. if it were to happen. Mm-hmm. Um But I mean, I guess that's case by case and where at in the country and yeah. like you know the further south you go it's it's just like like florida for example the hell's going on over there yeah uh, <laughs> but i don't know i've it's it's just weird because i've never had these type of things happen to me but in my i don't know what uh in my experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just I don't think it's as prevalent. Yeah, as it as it because because you want to say all these girls like men are animals, mm-hmm. right? Or pigs. That's that's the correct term. Men are pigs. <laughs> I, they they are. 
100%. I know I know I am, but I have enough self-control not to go get anything with legs and just force it to do mm-hmm. whatever I want it to. You're um, right. But also, like, I don't know if it's different for males and females when it comes to uh, R-ing people. Because I know for males, it's more of a control thing. Yeah. But I don't know how... I, I, I don't know if it's similar to as when females do it, either. Well, I think... I can remember there was a news article, probably about... I don't know, it might have been, like, 15 years ago or so here, where a woman... Like, it was publicly known that a woman raped a man in right. town. Because... But the reason why it was known was because of how um, out in the open it was. So she had actually um, essentially date raped him because yeah. she put uh, Viagra into his drinks. Yeah. So he was like, oh, OK, yeah, you know, he was OK with it like the first round or two. But then he noticed he's like, OK, this is weird. Like, I'm still staying hard. What the hell is happening? And right. she just kept on going and going. And he's like, OK, like it hurts now. We we have to stop. And she's like, no, no, more, more. He literally went out onto her balcony, like the fire escape, and called 911 to get help because he was, she was coming after him, wouldn't stop. Right. And, like, he climbed down the fire escape, was trying to escape and get away from her, uh, stark-ass naked, as he's running through <laughs> the streets of Windsor, going, like, get her the fuck With away. With a boner. <laughs> yep. He's like, I swear to God, this is misleading. And they, I think it was like they did a blood test or something, or they tested his drinks that were still up in her apartment. Yeah. And they were like, oh, there was Viagra in this. He's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. He's like, am I going to have a heart attack and die? And I can remember thinking at the time, it's like, wow, that is disturbing. It's like, it's disturbing when it happens to women. Like, everyone gets up in arms about it. But right. there were people who were making comments like, oh, that lucky bastard. Like, they saw what the woman looked like. And they're like, hey, she's a hot older woman. Way to go. And he was like, no, not way to go. I said no halfway through. And yep. she was like, no, we're just going to keep going anyways. And he was like, no, no means no. doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you say no at some point in time, exactly. then that means no. Like, even in, um, like even in the BDSM world, yep. like, that is probably... I know most people will hear this and think, oh, yeah, they're completely fucked up. Like they those people have a messed up sense of things like, no, those are the most communicative people you will find because you have to communicate with your partner. And if they say no at any point in time or if they say the safe word, you have to respect that and immediately jump back and go, "Okay, we're done. Scene's over. What's wrong? What are we doing? Are you okay?" You will. You won't have those people. Like Fifty Shades of Grey was completely fucked up and showed nothing of the community. Yep. Yep. But set a lot of people up where they're like, "Well, this is clearly how it's done." It's like, no, that's that's not at all how it's done. Not at all. But uh, that shows right there. There's rape. Well, like they said too, right? If, like for Fifty Shades of Grey, if they weren't both like attractive people, too, like you'd be, or if it was like. Then they'd be like, she, they would be rape, right? Like, I can tell Dana has something on her mind. I can see, I can see her eyes and her. Why <laughs> don't just let, let Peanut go? Oh no, Peanut's done. I was okay. gonna say, I figured Peanut had finished. She's not <laughs> she's digging so... herself a ditch. <laughs> she's not devil's advocate today. Um, 
I'll, I'll I'll tell you guys a little story since I'm I'm the oldest around. Uh-oh. <laughs> oldest. Did you around. have a sh- Did you have a Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Um, the male rape. Mm-hmm. There was a woman in London, Ontario, about. Mm-hmm. God, I think Sam was an infant, so maybe 23, 24 years ago. Ooh, that's a long time ago. Who met a guy in a bar, and she roofied him. Jesus. And with the help of her, her two female friends, they got him to a hotel room where she kept him captive. For 17 days by injecting, like through the veins, injecting GHB into a system. And she, quote unquote, milked him. Oh, okay. Seven seven (laughs) days, she collected his sperm twice a day for 17 days and froze it. And then took it to a fertility clinic and had herself impregnated with it. What yeah, the fuck? <laughs> when and I think and, she had just had sex with him. She wanted to do it the medical way. <laughs> Which I don't know yeah, is so like total. GHB doesn't work the same way on men as it works for women because men have to be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't get hard when they're out cold because GHB knocks you out cold. You're really you're, you're, you're but unconscious. But how would you how would you get it out if he would have to be hard, wouldn't he? So no, to get it you, out? No, because you can milk them. So there is an actual way to milk a man, literally. It's not like squeezing an udder, but similar <laughs> concept. Shut up. You didn't know this? Why does, the les- <laughs> Why does the lesbian know so many things that all you people don't know? Like, I taught the straight girls about what a mushroom stamp was the other yeah, day at work. You it's like, so know so much about penises. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? <laughs> so, as as it was, they left him in the hotel room. He, 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 he was, he was uh, tied down and they left him in the hotel room. And when he when they went in to clean the room because she checked out, they go in to clean the room. The maid finds this poor naked guy like strapped to the bed. It it ended up the bar had security cameras, so they saw who he left with, and it was it was like a manhunt from like Toronto to Windsor looking for this woman. When they finally caught her, she she was just like, this was her defense. I wanted to have a child. I just looked for the best looking guy in the bar and figured he'll do. He'll do. They literally, they charged her with 17 counts of rape. Good. Good. One for each day. I'm pretty sure she's still in jail. (laughs) She fucking should be like that. Her her two friends were charged because they were accomplices. Accessories. Yeah. And it, it was... It was one of the one of the first cases in Ontario where a female was charged with rape. And what a first case that is! Like, whoo, yeah, but, yeah has, but but I think it has to be like such a severe case. Yep. Now they care. 
You know what exactly. I, mean? I I don't know if that's how if that's you know like you know, but it just has to be like such a severe like that guy was drugged, mm-hmm. raped or you know not he was milked milked <laughs> uh but pretty much he was raped. Mm-hmm. But if some normal Joe walks by and gets knocked out and dragged home, raped and thrown out into the lot, they don't like they don't care. Yep. It's it's how severe is it before you yes before it has to be a problem. Yeah. At what point in time, like to me, it should never be. It, it, it's sad that it had to be that level of extreme that he had to be milked yes. twice a day, 17 <laughs> days straight for him to actually then be considered raped and someone get put to jail for that. Where it's like, no, if a guy is raped even once, no different than a woman, he should feel secure and safe enough to go to the police and say, I was drugged and raped last night. Like all it would take is here's a mix of, cause I'm, I'm willing to bet money that there have been women that have gone out there, given a guy a roofie and mixed it with a Viagra and went, there you go. He's knocked out, but he's hard while he's sleeping and just ridden yeah. them. And he had no clue, doesn't know, probably in some of those cases, or most of them, probably didn't have a condom on, and now has to worry about, like, okay, did I get an STD? Did I get someone pregnant? What the fuck? All yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, they're going to come after me for child support. Exactly. Like, there's so many things that... It, it, it's, it's horrific that society doesn't take men seriously when it comes to things like that when it comes to sexual assault domestic abuse Mm -hmm. mental health it society has that buck up men don't get that shit Mm -hmm. mentality and it it has to end yes you see and, and we talked about this before on the podcast twitch Robin mm-hmm. Williams, Chester Bennington, um, guy from Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, suicides, mm-hmm. suicides people, <laughs> and every single one of them, Anthony Bourdain, every single one of them, all had mental health issues. Well, and I was just looking when I was looking for one of the quotes. Uh, to say for this week's podcast, excuse me, um, one of the things that I had seen as I was going through was that it was talking about how one in three men have had or have suicidal thoughts, but they're never going to talk about them. Most men that I know get made fun of, like if they were ever to say something to another guy friend or to, in some cases, even some women will sit there and be like, oh, well, you're not a real man. Like, and that is just what, why does not having, like, why does lacking emotions make you a real man? If you're a woman, you're expected to be super emotional. If you're not emotional, then you're a bitch. If you're a man, you're expected to have no emotions. And that's how you show that you're strong. But if you have emotions, oh, well, then you're just a pussy, like man up. What the hell's wrong with you? And to me, that's got to play such havoc on a man's mental health. Because you're not getting to, you don't get to express yourself fully. You're taught that, okay, you get angry, you punch something. Like, well, you know what? I don't want holes in my walls. Right. My father used to put a fuckload of holes in the walls because he has anger issues. Doesn't talk about shit. 
just drinks and punches holes in walls and doors and rips off cabinet doors. Like, how is that healthy compared to, no, let's fucking talk about whatever's going through your mind and let's work this out. It's just easier. It's just easier. That I mean, that's true. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah, it's true. Because, like, um, communication with, like, when me and my girlfriend have, like, uh, a, a spat or anything like that, mm. um, her and I, she'll, like, try to talk to me about it. I just, I I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I don't want to deal with it right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm I'm mad in the moment. Just let me like yep. calm down a little bit. Because I think if you're you're gonna start speaking out of anger or yep. like whatever, and she's real bad about like pestering. Like, mm. let's talk about it now. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> right now I don't think I can control well i can but it's like at that moment i don't think i control some of the things i say yeah you're gonna say um, something that you'll regret that you can't take back once right, it's left exactly. your mouth but i if it, it's either it's either that or i shut down because that, that's just what i do mm-hmm. but like i've grown up with a a dad that like he hit us as kids especially as i i was the oldest so i got hit a lot because uh, i was expected to do things uh the right way and then you have my sister she didn't get touched because she's a fucking woman and uh then my little brother i mean that's that's how that's how we grew up yep um i can't if no matter how many times a woman hits me i can't hit a woman back and I, yep. I, i'll i'll punch i'll punch a bitch i'm to, now i will but growing up i, I couldn't do that thing because my dad my stepdad was just so much bigger than me Mm-hmm. And if I were to retaliate, he'd be like, "Oh, if you want to fight, we can go in the backyard, and I'll show, I'll, I'll put you on the ground, type of thing." Yep. And that's how I grew up. Yeah. Because he he grew up in the he really didn't grow up with the dad either. Kind of his dad like kept moving around with all the kids, and he had girlfriend on top of girlfriend on top of girlfriend on top or mm-hmm. wives. He was married like 18 billion times, but he's, you know, he's in that, uh, that other generation and it's a harder generation, but like we got phones, tablets, everything. I think we have it kind of easy, but not as easy as just depends on the thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, my dad is just like a hard ass on things. As he's getting older and having more health issues, he's a lot better. But he was very narcissistic, abusive, mentally abusive, all everything. So like that, I'm glad I don't carry that along with me. But my father was an alcoholic as well, and he beat my mom. Yeah. My mom was sick and tired of it, so she stabbed the fuck out of him. And Good woman. Along. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whole hundred percent. I love my mom. She's ghetto as shit, but cool. Uh, <laughs> but. I'm more close with my mom, and mm-hmm. my mom knows that so she actually like explained that I was super sensitive. And yeah, yeah, I, hell, hell yeah, I am. But like, I your dad didn't like that. I I don't know if he didn't like that or just like I don't know what it was. If it was just like because I was the only like my brother and sister are his, and I'm not. 
so I don't know yeah. if that played a role or like if it was because if I was the older one and I was expected to do more um, as the older one, like um, I can't think of things because I drowned them out after so mm-hmm. many years. But like, I don't know what it was that I did, but he took me out into the breezeway. And he asked me a question, and I responded. And next thing I knew, I was on the ground. Like, it turned black. I was on the ground. And then I felt pain. It was just stupid shit like that. But going back to, like, the medicine shit, um, I took, I don't remember what it was, but it was a little, like, light blue pill. And that gave me, that made me more emotional. Like, if I was mm-hmm. angry, I got even more mad. Yeah. Or if I got sad, you know, happy or whatever. I don't know what it was, if it was for, like, ADHD, ADD, or whatever. But it was because I was focusing in class, so they gave me this drug. And it made me more, uh, f- makes me feel more emotional. Or, like, mm. more Amplified yeah, everything, ampl- yeah. Yeah. So, he, when he would, like... He would say something like uh, it was just me and him in his bedroom and he would tell me something like um, I I did something or something happened. And he he would go, don't you fucking tell your mom this or, or you're getting it. Something something stupid like that. So as soon as I left the room, I just started fucking screaming and ran to my mom and I was like, <laughs> hey, he said this, this and this to me and then all this other shit. I mean, the beating never stopped. But, you know, my mom was just like was just there she didn't really she never saw all of it because that's what sucks is um i don't know if he was the disciplinarian yes uh of that relationship because he definitely was my mom we we didn't really walk over our mom kind of did but like i was a lot closer to my mom than my dad was so i respected my mom a lot better uh Mm -hmm. But also, you know, kids are kids. They're going to uh-huh. be stupid. And that's the problem my dad didn't. He, I don't think he wanted to be a fucking a father or whatever. Yeah. But um, he still holds it over my head that uh, I I came in and I stepped up when no one else wanted to. I'm like, you know, that's cool. You got my mom pregnant, like, first six months you guys were together. So, uh yeah, that's the type of household I was raised in, and I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Zero out of ten stars. Not recommended. Yeah. Do not stay at this Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Please drive past. Don't stay here for family vacations. But I don't, I think the moral of that is like, you know that saying where it's like, my father, there's two sons. My father was a drunk. One son's a, a drunk and the other one's not. Well, why yep. is that? Well, they both pretty much say I saw my father as a drunk. So now I'm a drunk or I'm not a drunk. Mm-hmm. And I see I don't want to be like my father. He's a drunk and abusive. Or I don't want to yep. be like my stepdad, abusive, mentally abusive, narcissistic and all the other shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like that. If I ever have kids, I won't. But, you know, um, I and that's why I don't want to have kids either is because i don't you don't want to be like that yeah i don't i don't feel i've i've had i've had a dog before 
His name was Rusty. Best thing ever. I had to get rid of him because of living situations. But I I lost it. I was in I was at the lowest of my low and I lost it and I did that and I was like, I'll never fucking do that shit ever again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what being a man's like. And to me, I so number one, thank you for being so open and honest and coming on here like you, you literally volunteered for this i'd like everyone to know yeah. that drew literally volunteered because he is my okay this is not a kinky thing this is literally a geeky thing he's my dungeon master for dungeons and dragons <laughs> <laughs> and we met by sheer dumb luck because we were supposed to be in a different D group that never fucking happened <laughs> and then i stole him away he became the dm and since then, it's been he's probably one of my favorite people. He's he's like you said, he's weird. He's silly, but he can also be serious. And obviously now I've learned a little bit more about him and his oh, background. Yeah. And I truly do want to say thank you for coming on and sharing that with us, with everyone for listening to it, because I wanted to make sure that I had someone on here who would speak well and share freely and also offer like not just the man's perspective but the american's perspective and you filled both of those niches perfectly and yes i definitely struggle with my own mental health issues like i have my own backstory and all that fun jazz but i think that men need to be recognized for having a far bigger struggle than what society's willing to admit that they do. And hearing even that little bit, like this past hour or so of your story, gives some credence to the fact of this is what men go through and have mental health issues and should feel safe enough to actually come forward and talk about them and say, hey, like, you know what? I'm proud of you for knowing yourself well enough that you know to tell your girlfriend, like, no, we can't talk right this minute. I'm pissed off. I will yeah. say something that will be not okay. So you just need to, you need to take your moment back and go for it. And uh, we have, if you want, I don't know if you want in-person therapy or if you'd be okay with even online therapy. I'm Dana actually, I, I actually have an appointment the 7th. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think, I think it's seven. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, just to figure out, like, the anxiety stuff. Because it's still brand new to me. It's, because mm-hmm. I've, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It's just, it's just a weird situation. I, th- I think you will be very happy. Yes. Only because, um, for me... When I started therapy, it basically was grief counseling. Right. And it it opened such a big can of worms. <laughs> like it 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 helped me remember so much of my past that I had blocked out. Yeah, that's And yeah. like I feel like I've become a better person. I can listen. Bef- I'm not saying I didn't listen to people before, but now I I I I listen, and I'm less judgmental. More, come here and I'll give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. I I tend to say 
I love you more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 52 years old, and for the first time in my life, I cried watching a movie. Because I I'm I now know it's okay for me to to show some sort of emotion. So it, it's it's a little scary in the beginning when when you start having that that basically when your floodgates open and mm-hmm. you you start remembering and you start realizing and you're you're gonna sit honestly you're gonna sit there in your chair and you're gonna holy fuck and you're gonna have that holy fuck moment and when you have that holy fuck moment please come back on our show yes maybe maybe <laughs> no no please because you're, you're gonna see it's gonna it's 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 such a clarity mm-hmm. into why you are the person you are and and for you it'll, it'll be why I have these anxious moments mm-hmm. for me it really it really opened up why why I was diagnosed with clinical depression and <laughs> all this shit that slid me down the mountain to get to that point so it's it's very interesting and it's been uh four years I still do my therapy mm-hmm. and it's I love it I I don't I don't think I could go without it right now hell yeah hell yeah I want to talk so, about kids real quick oh sure go for it <laughs> I don't. You you have a child. Yeah. That. What about anybody else in here have a child? Nope. Okay. okay. Cool. She's the only. So you might you might relate to this a little bit easier than either of us can. But I heard something online recently about kids and suicide stuff like that. Mm. Um. When they're in the teenage stage to become an adult stage, right? Mm. <clears throat> I'm probably not going to word this as good as the other person did, but it was very interesting to hear that um, there's a lot of teen, like, unaliving themselves. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is it's not supposed to be such a physical thing. It's supposed to be a spiritual thing. And if if there are like kids and younger people that watch this or listen or or anything like that, it's I don't know if this would help at all, but if it does, the way that it's supposed to work, I'm not I'm not a spiritual person, so I don't know, is that your teenage life is over, and you have to you you're pretty much killing your younger self to become an adult spiritually Mm -hmm. and what sucks about kids today is they i i don't know if it's like a dna thing or whatever um but they're taking it quite literal literally uh, literally yes and they do it physically and unalive themselves which kind of suck which sucks it sucks Mm -hmm. and i think if a lot more kids knew about that like it's you, you because when I was growing up, I did feel I was like, man, this this shit sucks. I, you know, I wanna I wanna do the same thing too. But mm-hmm. 
I I never understood that, and I think other people should as well. I don't yeah, know. It's kind it's it's when you like we all hit that age. There's there's different. It's different for everyone in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but everyone hits that age where you literally like we've all said it. That's the day my childhood died. Right. We not we're not meaning it in a literal like we didn't sit there and kill our childhood. It's just that's the day that maybe your parents got divorced and you had to grow up because suddenly it was just you and your mom. Yep. And it was you two had to work through the world together and try and take care of everything and everything changed. So you didn't get to have your carefree life. Like there's so many people who, um, they don't want to have kids. Weirdly enough, I'm going to actually use the example of, um, big bang theory. Cause I just watched the episode last night where Bernadette tells Howard, she's like, I don't want kids when my parents were, uh, when I was younger, my parents were working all the time. I was the oldest sibling. I had to take care of my younger siblings. So they were like, my childhood died at that point in time. I had yep. to become an adult at like 12. So I had to cook, I had to clean, I had to take care of the kids, all that kind of stuff. And it's it's meant as a spiritual thing, like you said, where it's, okay, yeah, that part of your life dies. You've now gone into adulthood. A new life is reborn. But... By the sounds of it, the newer generations aren't realizing that that's a uh, spiritual aspect of it. Yeah. And it's they're taking it more as the literal like, OK, well, time to kill my childhood. It's like, well, no, no, you don't actually you don't off yourself in order to do this. It's just it's what comes with age. Right. And that's what sucks about uh, kids, kids being kids is because there's one there's one upstairs I'm babysitting right now and she's. She's on the watch. Well, she's not really on the watch, but she has to. She has to be watched because she talks about it so much. I don't know if she's mm. actually have tried, but like, and that that that's where I. This is where I come from. Is like she wants to, mm-hmm. and that's that's only because you are transitioning into, um, from a child, preteen, teenager into an adult. Uh huh. So all these, all you're just, you're just like, and that that's weird about uh, women that just have a baby. Uh, apparently, it's very common to think mm-hmm. about suicide all the time. Yep. I'm like, that's weird. postpartum. Yeah, and I'm like, because <laughs> it's, it's not it, even postpartum. <laughs> it, and the way that I was told about it is that it's because you just brought this life, you just, you just made this life, and now all you think about is suicide or like death. Mm-hmm. It's just just death in general that c- turns into suicide. You don't want to do it. You just think about it a lot, and that's what's that's and that's what sucks about like kids is like they 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 know what's kind of right and what's wrong, but mm-hmm. like they 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 have that like when the pregnant or the one the woman that was pregnant and gave birth. She has enough self-control, or at least knowledge, or I, I can't yeah. think of words to self-preservation. Like, yes, to like a fully developed brain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a teenage mom, but then then you're screwed. Yeah, so that's a whole different slew of issues <laughs> yeah. at that point. But like, it's just like, yeah. Now, 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 you brought a life into it. Now there's death. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with like childhood. You had a childhood. Now there's adulting, but there's this. Yep. It's just weird. It's just a weird thing, though. Think about. It makes my brain hurt. 
pretty sure me talking about it makes other people's brains hurt. <laughs> Motherhood is the greatest thing a woman will ever experience. And the hardest thing she will ever do. Mm-hmm. And yes, you don't need postpartum depression to put you over the edge. Because literally, and I do mean literally, the second you hear your child draw breath, your first thought is, I now have to live two lives. Because Mm -hmm. you are responsible for keeping that very tiny infant alive. Mm -hmm. You feed it. You change it. You make sure it does not get sick. And it's like that. And people say, you only worry about your children until they're 18 and then they're adults and they're on their own. Let me tell you, that is bullshit. I think my daughter turned 45 on her 10th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) She is an absolute treasure. Believe me, she is. She is. uh, She is. She'll be 25 in October. She recently graduated from the University of Windsor with her master's degree. She has got 15 heads on her shoulder, and every single one of them is smarter than the other. Hell yeah. Um, she, I honestly believe, she was an adult by the age of 12. She, she had adult thoughts. She did adult things. Yeah, she did underage drinking. Yeah, she did she did drugs, but she doesn't do them now. She had to experiment as a child. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's absolutely what you said, Drew, is so true. And this is where I'm, prob- I'm probably going to get shit from other mothers. Um, <laughs> I felt such, such a sense of completion to my life mm. when my, when my, when my children were born i have i have two of them after my son was born i felt such a completion that when like more so when my obgyn looked at me and he said congratulations you have your million dollar family oh like, the fuck you talking about i have a million dollars for having two kids <laughs> and it's the husband the wife the boy and the girl the white picket fence. I don't have white picket fence. But it's that scenario, the leave it to Beaver if mm-hmm. Wally was a girl. The million dollar family is what they call it. And mm-hmm. it when he said that, I was like, so the job that I was put on earth to do is done. Because I've given them life. And now they're going to go off and live it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be here anymore. Some people shouldn't be parents, though. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's true. That's a different. That's a different topic. I was gonna say yeah. yeah that's a different episode. But absolutely, what you said is, it's for me. It was true. I didn't act on it, but it was definitely thoughts. While my children, like, yeah, I'm like. I'm done. I'm. You procreated. I was, I was born to procreate. But I, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder which. <what, laughs> 
I wonder what these young people that are unliving, what their home life, though, is like for so, them to have mm, those thoughts. At, with, with, with that, I, I do want to say something with that. This, this individual has a really... I wish I had a fucking a dad like hers and a mom or well my mom's cool as shit um but a, a dad like hers because like they're 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 pretty wealthy they're in a wealthy like mm. they work they they're pretty high in their company and like I don't know because she is the, she is the bottom child so I don't know if it's like if that is a reason but like mm. she she doesn't get touched or hit or anything like that and and that i know of um but my girlfriend because it's her sister um she's she's grown up like in that she she doesn't have they they everyone has their problems and a lot of like her her other sister has mental health to where um anxiety and uh like uh, now she's she has ironically it's, it was right after the COVID shot uh, she has uh, non epileptic ep- the the seizures non epileptic yeah. seizures um but like dependent she it's just weird because she has she has a pretty good childhood she gets whatever she wants yeah and I don't know I, I don't I don't I don't want to say this. Uh, to be a doo-doo head or anything like that but i don't think it's out of like attention or anything like that. yeah i hope not but like sometimes i think it is because i i've done that i've done that shit as a kid i'm like mm-hmm. you don't want to be with me i'm just gonna work and get, i'm just gonna off myself i've never done that but i've, I've there's a lot of oh I, I was going to say um, i know a lot of people who have done that yeah yeah but like it's just it's just very weird that like it could just be nothing and mm-hmm. they just want to do it. But like like you were saying about people's uh households, it's like, yeah, the abusive drunk, you know. Mm-hmm. I would want to I I I want it off myself because of that. Everything's my fault in that. Mm-hmm. So I know from experience. But it just baffles me that someone is such in a in a good spot and they just want to do that. And it Sorry really to, goes like, to show. Oh no, I'm so- it's that I think we talked about it like a bunch of episodes back, but it go it just goes to show that it truly doesn't matter what background you come from. Happy family, broken family, single yeah. parent family, adopted, any of those things. You can have mental health issues throughout any of it. Like, yes, money makes some things easier because in those scenarios, those who have money can afford to go get the therapy, can can afford the medicines, can afford all of that kind of stuff. They have more avenues open to them, but they can still have it. It'll still yeah. affect them, just like the famous ones like Robin Williams, Twitch, loads of money there, but still end up offing themselves because it was still a mental health struggle, even with it. Yeah. And that's what's good is because they're in a wealthy family. They have all that. They have the yes. the therapy and the medicine and all the fun stuff. And just like, I don't know what being a female is like. And just having, because I know females are very emotional. Mm-hmm. And they, they ride on emotion pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And like, 
and that I think that's what what was going on. Like I was saying earlier, like the whole as a you are now a child going into an adulthood, mm-hmm. and you have those thoughts. Now you're riding on those thoughts. Yep. And you're very emotional with those, like, uh-huh. and it just it just sucks because it 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 just sucks. That's why. That's why. yep. It sucks. Plain go and ahead. simple. Go, go yes. ahead, Joel. Yes, it does. I want to hear more from you. You haven't been talking. <laughs> Joelle has her tie, her 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 quiet moments where she'll not talk, and then I I think she's well. making up for for how much she <laughs> talked in other episodes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just listening because, like, I can, like, I can just relate to a lot of it, like, and that, like, we said, like, how you grew up and stuff like that, because, like, I grew up in a sucky <clears throat> with an alcoholic mother and nar- yeah. <laughs> narcissistic father, and, like, basically, I grew up where it was, like, they shouldn't have had kids. It was basically like, okay, we legally need to clothe you, check. Yeah. Feed you, check. And there were so many times as as a child that I too was like, would thought, oh, just like want to end this and stuff. Mm. And that, but I think that was on my part not so much because I was transitioning from a child to like being an adult i think it was just because life just sucked and it didn't yeah. seem like it was ever going to change yeah which is you know at that age you think everything is life or death yeah that's very true right cuz you you there's extremes. Change. yeah so there's no in between <laughs> but i can't in the other hand i can't say too much because now later on in life I did attempt suicide so That's I can't necessarily say it did get better <laughs> <laughs> well but now you're a son you got the chairs and the divorce <laughs> I know <laughs> all you can think now is that bastard has all the hats <laughs> all the hats and all the chairs <laughs> so yeah so I just I tend to get myself in trouble with my content. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and we love you for it. Yes, I we just, do. I just, I just met y'all like 20 minutes ago, so it's all good. <laughs> like an hour and 20 minutes ago, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I see like both sides. Like as when you're young, you just there's so you don't know what life's gonna bring you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and it's very. That's why I was asking about, like, maybe what was their home-like life, like, is like, are their parents supportive or... Yeah. And stuff, because I feel like if I had, I probably, like, at that age, if I had a good life, I probably do not think that that would have been a thought in my head. Right. I think that's the message, that if there's any young people who hear this or... Uh, parents who have young kids that um, it's you always feel everything extreme like everything's the end of the world when you're younger because yeah. everything you're so you're just a little you're just a tiny little bottle of hormones they're just bouncing all over the fucking place and you're <laughs> the chemical imbalances are strong oh yeah don't it's not going to be the end of the world you're going to have relationships when you're that old 
you're gonna they're gonna be super intense because you think that this is it this is the one when you're in grade nine it's gonna last until i die chances are probably not but it's not going to be the end of the world i promise you there's a lot more life a lot more life worth living to come and talk to your parents about it talk to your friends about it ask to go to therapy if you're struggling with things yeah ask to go to therapy I I wish I would have been smart enough when I was younger, when I was having trouble uh, emoting things like, oh, boy, do I wish that my dumb ass would have been like, you know what? I should have probably gone to therapy years ago. I never would have had that mental breakdown. And even one of my friends, she was actually in like court mandated therapy. Oof. And because the therapist told her, you don't have to talk to me. You can just sit here in silence for an hour. That's OK. We're not going to force you to do anything. And she now regrets it. She's like, my dumb ass was like, well, I'm a teenager. I ain't going to talk about it. And she now wishes that she would have because she's like, fuck, I wasted those. Like, I think she had like 12 mandated sessions. They gave up after six. And she was like, damn, eh? And they were they were all paid for by the court. Like it was mandated kind of thing. It's like, see, she's like, should have fucking done it. Like, see, I wish that. I would have did therapy younger. I wish I would have came from a family that even supported that. Like Mm -hmm. to this day, I'm like 47 now. And my dad still is like, fucking why do you need therapy? And my sister, you, you asshole. Yeah. And my sister, um, her daughter is in therapy and it's like, Oh yeah. What is she going to turn out to be like your mother? Is that why she's in therapy? And it's, and it's it's my sister is just supportive of her daughter mm-hmm. and, and proud that she realizes that you know she needs needs help with something. Whereas mm-hmm. growing up, it was just like suck it up. Yeah, suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah. Shut up, suck it up. This is life. This is what you were given. Yeah, that's 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 what sucks about being. How? Mm, that's a that's a. That's a touchy top. Yeah. So with, cause I, I've never, I've never been a dad, but I'm a godfather. Mm-hmm. I go over to my god children's house and go over there. And one's ADHD slash autistic. Uh, and okay. The other one is, I don't know, but uh, the one that is autistic ADHD, um. He's he has a very hard time regulating his emotions. Yes. And that's fine. But uh I don't know how to deal with that. So mm-hmm. when I'm there, I I'm either cuz I don't I don't when I'm there and they're they're doing their thing, I don't I'm not the one that's like stop it. I don't do that. The parents, mm-hmm. the actual parents do. Yeah. But if I were to be like, if hopefully not, because I'm not ready. If they were to happen to just croak one day, and <laughs> you know, I I think I would have to like actually like put effort in because yeah. there's sometimes where they're like, for for example, uh, well they they do like um, uh, what is it, gentle parenting, where they just sit there and be like, hey. Why do you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the kid will, or like the kid will be like, oh, well, like 
Drew stole my ball, and I'm I'm mad. And <laughs> and that's just for why are you stealing just the a, kid's ball? What the fuck, Drew? Smaller <laughs> than me. It's all right. So like, it's uh, he he'll just get mad and start like throwing stuff and punching things and just like just getting mad. And then the and then uh, why why are you mad? What what could you do to get this ball back? And then he'll be like, well, I could, you know, ask for it. And then he'll come and ask for it. And I'm like, here you go. That's it. And that that's how they're being raised. Now, in a real life situation, would that work? Probably not. Just hit the kid in the knee and then run away. <laughs> That that's me. That's me as an adult. Kick you right in the shin. Give me my ball back, you yeah, bastard. Yeah. But like, I don't, they just have it. Like they're not getting hit in the fucking face or hit in the face with a fucking belt and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, like they have it, they have it pretty good. And I and I, I envy that. That's this fucking yeah, cool as shit. And then I go over there. Yeah, and then I go over there, and then I fucking uh, shoulder pound them into the ground, and you know. (laughs) This is what the real world's like. Hell yeah! Steal the kid's ball. (laughs) This is my ball now, bitch. But they tell your mama. Kids now, now that's based. That's 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 case by case. Yeah. Kids still have it like how we did when we were oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. drunk parents and stuff like that, or just just deadbeat parents. Where like I was reading a manga the other day, and it was like I don't know how realistic this is, but like the mom, it just works, gambles, spends money on stupid shit, has like mm-hmm. a studio apartment, and the son would come home with like bottom change just just change just like change to buy lunch from school yep. and uh and then the next day it would be less change mm-hmm. then the next uh-huh. day it would be even less change anyways kids have it easier now but depending on the person yes pretty much it so i'll do the usual reminder of um you can find our no that's that's dana's line that's not my line i don't know why i started saying that <laughs> you can follow pretty... me on twitch <laughs> that's true so you can find us on facebook under depressed breakfast club uh you can email us at depressed depressed breakfast club at gmail.com all lowercase you can also find our episodes posted on my own uh instagram account which is goddess tay 25 or you can also find the episodes posted on dana's tiktok and twitter Wait. Shut up. <laughs> Which are both under uh, Scooby71. <laughs> what in the hell? It's it's Deadpool riding a rainbow. Oh, oh no, it's, it's a unicorn. <laughs> but um, so you can find our episodes posted there. We love to hear from you guys. And Drew hasn't actually gotten to do this, so he'll get to go like last. But as always, ladies... What's something that you reach great for in Europe? Me? And that's, uh, you are Dana, yes. Uh, okay, first of all, you can find us on Podomatic.com. That is our <laughs> our mainstream uh, streaming for our podcast. Platform. 
We are on Apple and Spotify and iHeartRadio and a bunch of others. Anyways, go to Podomatic.com. Sign up. It's free. Give us a like. Give us a comment on any of our podcasts because um, it helps us stay relevant. And we are still within the top five in the mental health category. Now, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for yesterday spending the day with my my friends, uh, Sunburnt Peanut, Crispy, Crispy Tater, uh, Home Ooh. Spice, IT Guy, and myself, Sour Bacon, all attended the Highland Games out in Kingsville. Uh, I was the only one to survive the sun. I don't know why, I guess. Yeah. Super jealous. Shit you, don't, yeah. I guess shit don't dry out the sun after <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, I'm very grateful for having spent the day with my friends at the Highland Games. Okay. Bert, you bet. Oh, is it my turn now? Yes. Yes, you're the burnt peanut. You're, you're the dry sun dry roasted. peanut. I'm dry roasted. Sorry. Dry roasted swollen <laughs> peanut. <laughs> can I honestly, can I just say the same thing? Because I yeah. feel this, I absolutely mm-hmm. feel the same way about yesterday. I thought we had a blast, even though I got sunburned yeah. and that I learned a valuable lesson that I should uh, so buy your friend? sunscreen and, <laughs> and wear a hat. Okay, and Drew, what's something that you're grateful for? I got, like, 80 condoms yesterday. <laughs> Did you get, like, a deal on them? No, they no, were all free. Pride. They're free. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, pride. that's right, it was pride. Holy yeah, shit. Oh, I, have, I had so much fun. Uh, I got uh, chocolate banana strawberry flavored condoms. Uh, yeah, I got all kinds of shit. I got a whole thing of lube. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> like it's like this. They just give me a free thing of lube. I'm like hell yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, like, I'm I guess, taking this all. I guess right now on the top of my head, that's pretty much it. I think that's a good thing to be. And, I think that's and, pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah. And then uh, I guess my friends. <laughs> See, thanks. I'm glad that I get a, an honorable mention. <laughs> Just, just in case our listeners are wondering, I literally talk to him every fucking day. Hell <laughs> we are in yeah. the Discord. Yeah. And I just get a little, yeah, I guess I'm grateful for my friends. <laughs> I'm telling Alicia. <laughs> okay. I'd be more grateful okay. if oh, they come visit me. Well, we will get Peanut to get her, her license, and then we're all coming over and stealing you and doing Hell something with you. Like, yeah. like that you consent to. <laughs> all right. Furry, furry convention? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Asian uh, town let's for see. lunch, Mexican town for dinner. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah, the furry orgy. Say... Let's go. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that I'm grateful for. I'm I'm grateful for yesterday's Highland Games because I got an awesome new ring. I'm less grateful for the burn that I have because whoo, it hurts. Um, but I'm also grateful for the fact that. Uh, my friend Drew decided to volunteer to come on to this. So I'm grateful and thankful for that and happy that he's my friend. So ha fuck you, you bastard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Drew, for, for coming on and being very open and honest with us. We appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yes, it was nice meeting you. Thank you. You too, uh, faceless person. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's I have blistery. Yet. No one wants to see it. Yeah, you don't want <laughs> to see say, it. It's like all <laughs> You know, I have a frog toad fetish. <laughs> <laughs> He's open to anything. Hell yeah. <sighs> oh. All right, and next week's topic, I think, is actually going to be one more. This is, well, I suppose, actually, technically, it's also going to be for Peanut, too, but less so because, you know, she's divorced now. But it's actually going to be about um, husbands and wives and how to deal with the uh, the struggles with that and how it affects your mental health. <sighs> Stana sounds exhausted, like, oh, my God, that's already she's like, tiring. Uh, I'm going to have a nap. So. <laughs> Already? And, and just so everyone knows, because I know Dana said at the beginning of this that this was episode 27, and I know we're going to hear from you guys. I know. It was episode 25. Was I it? thought so. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. And I know your friend is going to message you and be like, did I miss it? No. <laughs> it's episode 25. Well, I mean, I'll write it down properly when I when after I edit and get everything set up on Podomatic. There we go. We're not crazy. We, we're just we're just sunburnt. That's the reason for the not being able to count. <laughs> I put sunscreen on. Thank you, Pink Pink Fine. And I got a fan. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but never. <laughs> never. Screw you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. Adios amigos. Love Ciao, you. Bella. Stay safe. <laughs>